from ALW Gaming, aka Malachi36. I'm here with It's the Nine Ball on a wonderful Tuesday, August 2nd, episode 29 of season 2 for Alt Things Gaming. How are you doing today? It's the Nine Ball Corner Pocket. I'm doing good, I'm doing good so far. Uh, just a bit tired. Got my booster shot, so. Yeah. It's. It, yeah, it's been tiring. Did it boost you like the Raise Energy drinks can boost you guys? If you guys go to RedSports, IPPSports.com, type in LWT Gaming at checkout, get 15% off. That is ALWT Gaming at checkout, get 15% off. But good stuff. I'm getting your booster shot, man. Yep, trying right. try to help prevent this thing from happening, you know? Again, it's not perfect. It's not perfect, but it can help. Um, yep. <laughs> a little fun fact out there as we were getting, we were getting ready for the stream and everything like that for anyone that's watching right now or listening later. I guess today is National Boob Day. So happy National Boob Day for anyone that celebrates it. <laughs> I guess that's a thing. Yeah, yeah I guess so. I, I didn't even realize that I was, sh I was sharing the actual uh, uh, stream itself on Twitter and that was one of the hashtags that was up there on Twitter is Nash happy National Boob Day. So there you go. Um, what have you been playing, man? What have you, what's been going on lately for the past like week? Ah, uh, haven't been playing too much. Um, more or less catching up with movies. Um, I've been watching. You can still watching Stranger Things. Um, watch Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, watching. Lots. I like watching lots of Master Duel streams and basically playing Smite with Yon. About to probably lay down, take a nap, and then maybe do some Monster Hunter World. Heard that. Uh, literally just silence out of the chat says, Y'all finished Stray. I haven't even started Stray yet. I haven't even started it. I literally I have it on, on my dashboard and I just have not found the time to actually sit down and, and play it. Um, all I lost the times. What's oh, up? Going ahead. No, yeah. going ahead. I was about to say uh, all the times that I would go ahead and start and playing it, I would be playing, um, I would be playing uh, Smite with y'all. <laughs> like I haven't even gone back to Strange, uh, Strangers, um, Strangers of Paradise with Gravity yet. Also with you, Simon, I haven't. I know you beat it already, but I haven't got got through that yet. And then I still haven't gotten, I haven't gotten much further in Final Fantasy XIV as I'm out of uh, Stormblood and I'm going through the little interlude before we get to Shadowbringer. So. Still got some work to do overall, and I'm actually kind of good. He says, "Dude, you need to finish that story." So good, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I want to, I want to get through it all. I um, definitely have a, a lot of work to do, video game wise, and it's actually good that some of these games that I was looking forward to, um, is uh, delayed for next year. Like I know Saints Row, uh, Saints Row's delayed, right? Or is that still? Let's take a look, actually, because I actually can't remember. I thought it was coming out. Yeah, I I, I know I know uh, I, I might be thinking of the other game then, which is uh, Forspoken. I think Forspoken is uh, Forspoken, Forspoken is delay. Yeah, let's say Saints Row reboot. Okay, is release dates August twenty third. So it comes out literally in like three weeks. Three, uh, if you include this week, it's four weeks from now. So, yeah, so that's not delayed. So that was one game that I am interested in uh, in uh, getting further, like actually picking up and getting further through. But that's 
that's how they get me, man. They keep on getting me these games that I'm like, I want to play it, I want to jump into it, and unless it's like Final Fantasy VII Remake or something like that, if, I, as I'm, if I'm juggling it, it takes me longer to get through those games. Um, if it's something on the like remake caliber, then I ignore everything else and just power through that one game. I just need to do that. I just need to power through Strangers. He says Strangers is a great story. I'm assuming it gets better at the end because where I'm at, it's intriguing now, but it still doesn't hasn't grabbed me yet. Like I'm in it for the multiplayer and the gameplay of it because um, that's a lot of fun. Uh, and of course, having great like great friends to be able to play it with, it just makes it even better. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of been me. I mean, I've been keeping up on some. An- I've been, I've been so caught up on my animes that I've been watching for the most part that I've been watching new animes as, as they're coming out. Like I picked up new ones like Vermel and Gold. That's actually a surprisingly good one. The latest episode that dropped today literally is getting to that like Black Clover, like late Black Clover Naruto level of power and hypeness, which is actually pretty dope. Um, been watching Classroom of the Elite. That's been great. Overlord. Uh, that came out today, the, the latest episode. That's been pretty good. Um, and then, of course, uh, watching Ayoashi, the soccer anime. That's been fantastic. I cannot wait to, to see where that goes. Waiting for Spy Family Kid to come back in the next two months, as well as My Hero Academia. That's coming back in the next two months. So I've been pretty on top of it for the animes that I have been interested in. The only ones that I haven't actually started, and I probably never will, <laughs> is One Piece. Uh, just because of how long that is. Uh, and I have to get back on my Bleach game if I want to get ready for the Thousand Year uh, Ar- Blood Arc War or whatever, whatever it's called. So, yeah. But, enough about that. You guys didn't come here for us to ramble about anime and video games. Oh, wait, you did! Story number one! We have here, if I pull up my story number one, actually, A League of Legends story. So, Glenn... Glenn Cohen Nag, and I probably said that wrong, so I apologize, Glenn, if you're listening. You, you probably aren't, but if you are, I apologize if I butcher your name. From Game Rant says this in the article. It's been a while since we heard anything substantial about Project L, right? It's upcoming, upcoming 2D fighting game uh, set in the League of Legends universe. The fact that the game is still carrying a, a working title might be an indication that the development is being carried out at a relatively slow pace, but thankfully Riot is eager to provide updates regarding its development from time to time. Recently, Riot confirmed that Project L will be yet another adopting another game adopting the studio's formula of success by going free to the free-to-play route. So I'll stop it there. Now, it is worth note, throwing it out there, I didn't include this in the article, and they probably said if they kept going, but it is worth putting out there that uh, Project L is not going to be at EVO. Or was it Mortal Kombat? I think it was Mortal Kombat was not going to be at Evil, Evo, so that's not relevant to this one. Um, but I want to ask you, Nightball. They have uh, Ar- Arcane. They have League of Legends. They have the mobile game, for which is pretty much League of Legends itself. Um, they have this, and then they also have something else that we're going to be talking about. What are your thoughts about this overall as a game, Project L? Are you excited for it? Um, do you, are you not excited for it? Do you have any expectations for it? Does free to play say anything to you? Enlighten us. To be honest, they're on a roll. Everybody knew if you had checked one of the main channels a long time ago, his name I believe is Necrit. He's generally the main League of Legends. Like he's like a League of Legends channel. Generally doesn't go over gameplay, but more over lore. A couple years back, 
he said that they all of a sudden printed a map of the whole room terror and that told him that they was going down this road and they was going to be creating a lot more stuff to where Riot kept mentioning they're going to finally put the S in Riot Games it was like a running joke for the longest time about Riot Games and only got one game <laughs> and um, this is proving to me that they are very competent this was something that they've had in the works like like you said with this one plus two what we're going to talk about later Riot has been probably starting on this for a long time and as for the free to play to be honest they got that down how much money they make off League of Legends alone is ridiculous right and the way they're going to probably do it is probably very similar start you off with some opening fighters and then allow you to kind of you know you end game currency or something to buy them and then either that or you can just buy them straight out if you want and also number two they probably have the skins or costumes where it would cost money to get I feel like they pretty much got the routine down and I'm pretty excited I mean I don't do a lot of fighting games but from what I've seen so far with what they've been doing especially with the story and the arcane which I watch and I tell everybody you need to watch it when I watched arcane I really didn't have high hopes for it I'm not going to lie. I kind of was like, oh, okay. It's probably just somebody's introduction to League of Legends. Mm-hmm. And I was just expecting that. It's going to show, like, Rune Terra, Demacia versus, um, oh, God, I can't remember where Gary, uh, Darius come from. Um, Demacia versus, uh, I can't remember where he comes from. Maybe a Kathia, um, Shamir, um, Shumira. Um, and all the other places, the void and all that. But to be honest, the story they created between, you know, like Jinx Vi, Runeterra, not Runeterra, but Piltover and Zahn was mm. excellent. It was excellent character development and excellent story. So Victor's in there. Yeah, yeah. you can. Um, and it's accessible how they did it. And I hope they do this with the other one is that it was accessible to everybody. Yeah. This was one, even though they had certain characters to which people were like, oh, how did he turn into that? And why does that character look like that? For the most part, you could tell that you could tell these were more human. And these, this really, that show alone, I've seen so many streamers on um, League of Legends because of Arcane. And this is drawing even more. I mean, I was watching, who was that a couple months ago? Maximum Dodd was talking about it. Because he was talking about, because he was like, okay, no, I'm not getting into it for the lore. He's not going to turn into a lore channel, but, you know, he does a lot of fighting games. Mm-hmm. And League of Legends, the fighting game, actually intrigued him. But I feel like they're getting bigger and bigger, and it's turning less into, like, just this little uh, MOBA, and now it's just turning into this whole world based around it. It's, I, honestly, I agree with you. It kind of is becoming like a little multiverse. But speaking of multiverse real fast, inside the chat, <laughs> it literally just silently just says, speaking of Evo, multiverse devs have been doing an awesome job with announcements for upcoming plans and uh, characters for the future. Yes, I've actually been hearing that. I haven't dove into it, so I don't know exactly what they've been saying. But I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, I think they did announce that they're going to be at Evo. So it's going to be very curious to see what they're going to reveal there as far as like... Hopefully they don't have a Meta like. Knight. 
Oh god! I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, but, uh, back to, but back to uh, the arcane slash uh, League of Legends, though. Like one of the things that intrigued me again: one, it's free to play. You already know there's going to be microtransactions in it because, like you said, that's what they're kind of doing right now with League of Legends in general. They made a lot of money that way. I don't know if now again I've been removed from the fighting game as far as like 2D side scroller for a while, so I could be completely ignorant to this fact. But I don't know if the microtransactions. Um, outside of skins is going to be enough for a fighting game per se but again i could be like two different genres like one is moba and you have all these different skins and stuff like that you can buy gems you know all that everything like that but then you have one that's a fighting game which i don't remember any currency to that degree as much as a moba does i don't remember a currency to that degree for a fighting game so I'd be very curious to see how they're going to uh, work with these microtransactions. Are they going to be level-based? Are they going to be story-based? Are they going to be DLC content for extra lore inside the fighting category? Um, which, I know, again, fighting games are not really known for their story anyway. They're known for the fighting. So just be very curious to see exactly how this is going to come about. I'm excited about this for sure, though, because looking at it on paper, even though I don't own the game, looking at it on paper and seeing some of these streams go by... It reminds me, it looks like that they got inspiration from Dragon Ball Fighters. And Dragon Ball Fighters looks is a pretty high quality uh, 2D fighting game that a lot of people have been into for sure. Um, I like, again, I haven't picked up Dragon Ball Fighters, but it was of all the fighting games that's out there that's a 2D uh, uh, fighting game, that would probably be one that's closer to the top of the list, if not the top of the list in current uh, fighting games for me. But what I'm catching, though, I'm sorry for being off screen. I just dropped something. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> but, <good. laughs> but what I'm catching, though, um, it looks like it's gonna be using the from what I uh, called it the arc system, yeah. which I've seen in a lot of 2D fighting games. I've played quite a bit. I do have Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Um, it plays pretty well. The 2D fighting looks solid. Um, they might not have to. Here goes the thing. And I almost forgot about this. They also have a music department. And a lot of League of Legends music department is mainly open source music. They don't really make money off the music. They right. get so much money just off League of Legends alone that it's ridiculous. The amount of skins and stuff they get off that, they get a bit off of that and they're going to get some off the, you know, what we're going to talk about next. But Yeah, yeah. This one might not be. It probably won't. Oh, plus Valorant. I almost forgot about Valorant. Mm -hmm. That's also a Riot game one, which they're also making money off of. They get a lot of money too off sponsorships. Whenever you have like you go like into these like tournaments and stuff like you know you got the Smite Pro League, the WoW Arena Championships, you got the Yu-Gi-Oh turn Yu-Gi-Oh Duel Master tournaments and the Yu-Gi Cups. And even the league's uh, LCS or the league championship series, they get a lot of money off of sponsors. MSI, um, Razor, um, <clears throat> Seagate, all these other companies will start putting. I haven't even seen like, God, I can't remember that. Um, I can't remember that um, the insurance company, but I've seen other sponsors even you know join in in this. So. Whenever you put advertisements, you've got to, like, put the sponsorship, you've got to pay them, too. Yeah. So they're getting money a lot of different ways. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're definitely not wrong, for sure. Especially if, like, 
I'm just going to throw a random uh, insurance company out there. I'm not sure if this is exactly the one, but Progressive, Allstate. If they have their name out All there. Allstate. Yeah, if they have their name out there. Just like, <laughs> hey, we want to make sure that this is on the forefront forefront of people's minds. So that way, in the event, if they think of insurance, they're like, oh, Allstate. That's what Allstate's paying for. So they're paying them. And as long as they're like on a banner, shouting out inside their ads, whatever the case is, then, then they've done their agreement part of whatever that contract looks like. So, yeah, so there's definitely, I 1,000% agree with you. You see YouTubers and Twitch streamers do that all the time when they're like, hey, this video is sponsored you by, bam, we actually do that. Shadow lesson. <laughs> we actually do that even for our podcast whenever it's on Anchor. Like, Anchor itself will be like, hey, this episode is brought to you by Anchor, and, it, and it's literally out there promoting Anchor. So for every click that that link gets for Anchor, uh, Anchor videos and stuff like that, they're paying us an X amount of cents, dollars, all that good stuff. So that's also a little segue to be, hey, if you guys are audio listeners, you guys want to support LWT <laughs> Gaming, go to Anchor or go to Spotify. Um, you guys should be able to find us out there that way. Uh, Literally Just Silence says, Fighters was fantastic. Was a little heavy on the cutscene combos, but uh, but so flashy and fun. Again, it's a yeah. great party game. Great party game, great uh, fighting game as well. Like, again, it, for something to still have a... 1990 element, which is the 2D uh, 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 fighting side scrollers, if you will, um, for something to still have that element, but make it so crisp, and then make these uh, characters feel alive inside their some of those cutscenes and special moves and stuff like that. I think that's something fantastic. And then also, it is a nice little way to break up the monotony from Marvel versus Capcom, because I, I, I know. Well, that- the 2D fighting scene has been huge. You've got like Guilty Gear Strive, Melty Blood, or the oh, Melty. Oh yeah, Melty Gear, uh, Guilty Gear. You, you got Guilty Gear. No, Melty. There's Melty something. I can't remember Melty. Um, I want to say Melty Blood or something. But it's a lot of 2D fighting. Um, oh dang it! Why do you do this to me? <laughs> well, as you're looking for that, I do. I mean, like again, I'm yeah, not Melty saying that- Blood. Melty blood. Yeah, I'm definitely not saying that the 2D fighting era is going away, but I do think it's a nice little addition to have something that's a big name like Dragon. Because Dragon Ball Z, outside of the 2D fighting arena, is already known by itself because of the anime and the manga and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Then bringing that in, bringing a, a, a name like that, Dragon Ball Z, and then having that as well to be able to be on the same caliber as a Marvel vs. Capcom, as a Street Fighter Turbo, as a whatever. Like, I do think that that's some stuff that, that's just really dope. Like, I, I really do appreciate what Dragon Ball Fighters has done in that space. I just haven't been much of a fighting guy recently. Yeah, yeah. I've played, I got quite a few because I did like them. Mm-hmm. For a while there, I used to play a lot of Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Most of them, from what I've seen, all play differently. Most, um, they mostly do. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing about 2D fighters which you have to be you have to have different styles of fighters and it's a little bit more restrictive because you don't have a 3D fighting arena yeah, sometimes yeah you're limited you're not you're, you're literally just yeah, I wouldn't say s- not as limited as you might think um well as, as opposed of an arena fighter like you're you're definitely you're definitely more free in an arena fighter versus a 2D fighter I'm not saying um, again. Not saying that they're constricted. Period. But I'm just saying there are only there are, your only your only choices. The movement is this this space. You can't rotate. You can't. You can jump, but you can't like jump by a diagonal like a, le- a level or anything like that. It's literally up, down, back, forward. 
Yeah, but it's one thing about it is 2D fighters have been around for eons, and you can tell a lot of people have perfected it. Yeah, Dragon Ball Fighter Z did good because most of the characters feel really nice. Um, Hit, for example, I played a bit of Hit, and so far from what I've understood, Hit is not an aerial style character. Hit is very much a ground based counter style character. For anyone that's curious, he's talking about that character Hit from Dragon Ball Super. Just throwing yeah. it out there. <laughs> You have some that are more airborne, even in even not I'm not about to say like in Marvel's Capcom three, even in Dragon Ball. I mean Marvel's Capcom three, you had Wesker, which Wesker was not really an airborne style character, but he basically had an ability to just teleport him back to the ground. You had, you have rush down, you have lockdown characters. Um, it's pretty. You have a pretty healthy. If you do it right, it's, you should have a pretty healthy thing with different gimmicks and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like for them, this is it's very interesting, and they have the roster characters and the I would say the story and stuff behind it to prove it. I mean, like I said, I can't praise them enough for um. Arcane because to be honest like I told you earlier I didn't go to Arcane with any semblance of no I was just like oh it's probably going to be like the introduction of League of Legends yeah if you don't mind me asking then before we're going over to the second part of this one because we have again two part for the League of Legends what's your number one character that you're going to be excited to play as I don't know they've had a ton I love my void characters though I want to see more of the roster. Right now, they've got a... They confirmed Darius. Um, Ari's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I watched Maximum Dodd, they, I think he said Caitlyn's in it. Not Caitlyn. Um, oh, God. The chick with the blades that do that Bay Bay blade spinning for all... Severe? No, not Sivers. She starts with a K. Katarina. Katarina. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think a Kali might be. Alawi's in there. Mm-hmm. Which, oh my god, that's going to be interesting. Because how are they going to do a tentacles in there? What? So one of the characters that I would be excited. They haven't. I'm pretty confident they haven't confirmed it. But I think it would be a steal if they end up doing it. If they throw Zed inside this game. Everybody, um, you can almost bet Zed's going to be in there. I'll be very... Zed and Shen. I don't see Shen being in there, but I would love Shen to be in there. I think that'd be really cool. Probably not. I, like, I was watching Maximum Dodd. Like, he has no idea what the character's doing. He's like, nah, he don't really want Shen. He mm-hmm. wants Zed. I can see Zed being actually in there. Um, Yone and Yasuo, I believe. Yasuo, Yasuo will probably... Yeah. Yeah, and his that. brother Yone will probably make an appearance. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know about Baveth. Since she's brand new, I don't know if she's gonna make it. Her or I, Miss I Glass. Doubt any any recent like anything after Echo, I don't see it happening right now. Echo well Echo's already yeah, Echo's definitely in. Um Yeah, but I'm just saying anything after him probably. Yeah. And even for Echo, Echo probably wouldn't have been in if it wasn't for his role inside the movie. I mean inside Arcane as well. I mean, I, like I see Vi being in there. I see Jinx being in there. I see like those anyone that's in Arcane, just because you, people know them from League of Legends, but now people also know them from Arcane, 
And then now you have this other 2D fight. Like, so there, right then and there, they already kind of selected some fighters that are already going to be popular with the community. So I think that would make sense to put them in. Jace could be in there. Remember, Jace was Jace, also Yeah, there. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Jace would be in there. Well, Jace there. is actually a pretty good character. He's a zone, could be zone rushdown. Because you remember, he was the only shape. One of the shape changes where you would poke a person down, then you would go into your hammer and dive straight in when they was low. Yeah. Literally just sounds just says they'll probably use characters that, that abilities will transfer well into fighting. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, I would love Shen to be in there, but unless they decide to give him abilities for the fighting game, I don't see that happening because Shen is a tank. And he has a, he has a taunt. He has a ultimate, but his ultimate is used on... His, his ultimate is Athena from Smite. That's practically what it is. So it's just unless they unless they did a rework on Shen, it's been years. No, his is well, he got a minor rework. I don't know if you was there to see it. Probably didn't. So his sword, he has now a shadow sword with him. Okay. And he can move the sword, and one of the abilities allows him to light up the area over there, and it will block all auto attacks for heroes in the, uh, that area. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I he did, also. I did that. Yeah, but they didn't do like a huge rework like they did. I think Swain would be good in there. Does he still have his shield? His alt? No, no, no. Because that shields somebody else. But he has a natural shield they could put on himself. He had. I a, think uh, it'd be when I when I played, he had the little dagger he could throw out. So, so no, he don't. Range. He don't have that no more. He had a shield. He had a dash, and then he had his alt. He still has that dash taunt because everybody yeah. knows the. You know the flash taunt? You just flash yeah, and taunt? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, yeah you still got that. that. But he also had a shield that you can level it up and you can get X amount of shield for X amount of time and then it goes away. So that that, yeah. was, that was one of the abilities that he had when I was like pretty heavy using him. Yeah, but even with all that, I don't think he's going to make it in. Um, Pantheon. You know, he, you know what he might make it in on? He but. might make it in on story number two, which is Ian Harris from Games <laughs> Radar says this about the League of Legends MMO. So we haven't heard much about the Riot Games uh, League of Legends MMO since it was quietly revealed in 2020, but that's very much been by design. That and because Riot was happy to announce it super early in uh, development as it, quote, and this is a quote, it would likely leak anyway, end quote. Riot <laughs> VP Greg Street has taken to Twitter opens a new tab, whatever, to address uh, community questions over the project's light on details reveal and when we'll get uh, quote unquote more real information. The thought has been uh, the thought behind the low key reveal is fairly rational. Riot needs more, uh, MMO expert to develop the game and what better way to get those jobs in front of uh, people than to generate some buzz. As you might remember, GTA 6 was also revealed in a re relatively low-key way. An array of Rockstar jobs at job Rockstar job ads up right uh, right now point to a similar rationale. And yes, Riot is aware that many announcements in this industry tend to leak ahead of time. "Quote: Often in this business, you worry about someone scooping you, but that is harder to do with an MMO." Uh, end quote. Street says, "Even uh, everyone more or less knows how to make one." The challenge is actually doing so in the massive cost and time it takes to do so. So, when you're thinking about a League of Legends MMO, what does that look like to you there, Nineball? Oh my god, have you seen the League of Legends map? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. Absolutely huge. Huge. 
I but, mean, you've got... Yeah. Well, my question is, are we creating our own League of Legends fighters? And then the League of Legends champions itself are in the universe as NPCs like they are in DC Universe? Or are we all choosing a League of Legends person... And then we and then we're able just to change the makeup on them or whatever the case is. Like, what what, what does think, this look like for you? I think you make your own character. Room Terror is so big, and I think it's like what 160 some characters. Mm-hmm. You can create your own character and can pick your own place. You might want to come from Ionia, where um, Shan and Akali and all of them live. It's like a land of peace. Um, Shan Akali. I'm trying to think. Uh, Karma. Oh my okay, god, and the one Zed chick with there? the floating. Zed is from there. Zed's actually got a decent backstory. Yeah, because I know that him and him and Shen are the ones that like No, they Shen well Zed was right, Shen was wrong. Because mm. really if you watch the story and a bit of spoilers, but when they they was working together and they was gonna capture uh Jen, when they caught Jen, Zed was gonna kill him. Cause he said he should have just killed him. And ended up, yeah, you should have, because Jin got out now killing more people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's more of a backstory. And then you've got his 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 apprentice. Who's his apprentice name? Um, Rost and what's God? I, it's, League of Legends. So many characters. I gotta bring up the League of Legends. <laughs> but as you're looking that up, I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to be. Like as MMORPG, I don't know if it's going to be a top down, if it's going to be something that's more like a 3D, like behind the third person, behind the shoulder. Um, I'm assuming they're probably going to still have the roles, so support, tank, healer, all that good stuff. I'm very curious to see what those dungeons will look like. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of those dungeons has Baron at the end of it. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah, like I mean, I'm I am curious to see how this game's going to pan out and. I'm my, and then my other question to you on oh, that. Aurelia, that was her name. Aurelia, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aurelia, I remember her. Um, and Kane is a, 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 was his apprentice. Gotcha. But my question to you is, does the MMO also go free to play? I think so. This, I think, yeah, in this current day and age. Mm-hmm. Again, Riot's already got the... You've already got the thing down. At this point, you don't really need to go pay to play. Yeah, in the in the MMO space, there's only two games I can think of at the top of my head where you have to buy the game and uh, and or yeah, you have to buy the game and then you still have a subscription, and that both happens to be which I I guess is considered the number one and number two in, in the world right now, which is uh, Final Fantasy fourteen and, and World of Warcraft. I can, I can think of three. Okay. I want to say the third one is Eve. You get to pay for Eve? I think it just went free to play, actually, Eve Online. Interesting. Because I was about to say, like, I'm, of course, I'm not con- I'm not counting the ones that you have to pay, but you only pay one time and then you have it. So, like... No, that- no, I'm not counting that. I know to count, I'm not counting that yeah. either. It's just Eve Online was a subscription-based... Because a long time ago, I did look into Eve because it's more sci-fi. Mm-hmm. But Eve is a game to which you get hard punished because your ships that you build can actually be completely destroyed, and you have to start back over. That would suck. <laughs> yeah, building your biggest warship and 
Like it was so bad that one of the betrayals actually went was on the news, <laughs> where some guy betrayed his his clan and uh, destroyed like a ton of their ships and stuff. That's it was crazy. like I think thousands, like even millions of dollars worth in ships and stuff. It's that is a game the way it's only like the most hardcore of people. Yeah, because I must say, I, I do remember times, again, where there were more uh, subscription-based games out there, and honestly, one of them was DC Universe, um, where you still have the option to go subscription-based, but you don't have to pay a Yeah, most now. of them are, yeah, like Star, that one, Star Wars does that now. Terra, where you need to Terra go. used to be that way. Is Terra still around? Yeah. <laughs> at least, at least it's still, I like, I can download it and play it right now on my, on my PS4, PS5. So it's, it's still around. Like you should be able to still access it. Oh, I okay. Know, yeah, I don't know if the servers are online still, but yeah. All right. It's just I've I've not heard much about it except on like death of a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Very curious to see what this news is going to have to offer for the MMO RPG portion of it. I but... feel like a lot of people are going to come for me with Pilto for the Zon because what? of Arcane. Oh, a yeah, lot of yeah, them yeah, going to yeah. come from Pilto. I'm gonna come from the Void. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to. Like you said, it is one of the locations where Shen and all of them are from. That's where I own Yeah, that's yeah. where I'm going to come from. So we'll. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. But that one probably is years away. I know that they had announced it earlier, just because. Again, they they were like it'll likely leak anyway. Um, and on top of that, they're probably just really focused on launching Project L first before they go ahead and jump inside this. So uh, they're definitely doing things, like you said earlier, they're definitely doing things the right way. And I do think that they are, um, I do think that they are the next one in line to be very similar to Fortnite to where it's not like, it's not like Fortnite is like, they're not just in one area like Fortnite is, but what they're doing is that they're expanding this brand so much. They have a series, they have a, uh, they have an anime, uh, anime series that's out there right now on Netflix. They have this fighting game that's coming out. They have a MOBA that's coming out. Then they're going to have an MMO RPG that's coming out. Then you said they have music. They probably, they probably already have soundtracks that's out there right now. Yeah, they have soundtracks because you got, like I said, you've got, um, Penta, the big ones I know is Pentakill and KDA. Mm-hmm. Or the two big ones I know. Plus two, you know, they have their music each for like their tournaments and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, so with saying all that together, like in that space, I can't think of any other video games that's doing it to that degree as uh Riot is. And like I see some people that will throw things out there just to try to get it to work. But right now it looks like everything that is that Riot is doing is working. Because um, even for Final Fantasy VII, as much as I love Final Fantasy VII, not everything is working that you would expect it on that one. Like Final Fantasy VII remake, fantastic. Final Fantasy First Fol- or Final Fantasy VII First Soldier is debatable. Like I think some people are interested, but other people are like, "Ah, it's a mobile game. Bring it to console." With that one, I always, I always had like two issues with them and that one though. And one of the big ones, I think, with that one is some ways it alienated its fan base. Mm-hmm. Most of its fan base were RPGs, not really shooter fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I do agree. Now, I, now with that, I, I did play it, and I, what, it ran surprisingly well, and it felt pretty good. My biggest complaint, and again, same thing for Gravity, and maybe even for Hey, It's Abs, is that it was only on mobile. Like I, Yeah, I, I don't know why they haven't spread out yet. 
Yeah, I wouldn't mind it on Switch. I wouldn't mind it on uh, actual like P- PlayStation, um, Xbox, whatever PC. I wouldn't mind it on that. It's literally just on mobile, which is that's the part that's like that's a weird place to put this particular game, especially how crazy it sounds, but good it actually looks. Um, so yeah, so that was that thing. But then they have two other games that's gonna be coming out, which is the Ever Crisis, um, and uh, or no 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 no, no my, my bad. The, the Ever Crisis is the one that's going to be coming out supposedly I think it's later for this year and I think it's supposed to be slated for this year actually I think it's supposed to be coming out this year but Ever Crisis itself that's a mobile game that one will make sense uh, because that will take everyone through the entire uh, compilation of Final Fantasy 7 um, to prepare them for Rebirth so that's that but then you also have Reunion which is the um, final, pretty much the remastered slash remake however you want to label it of Crisis Core, but now it's coming to everything in current gen, mainly for the people that missed out on Crisis Core back on the PSP era. So, even though I just said that, and most of those are probably going to be accepted to some degree, I don't think that they're being accepted to the degree that Riot is throwing out their games and their stuff. Because again, Arcane heard nothing but great things. Project L, hype levels high. League of Legends in general, people already like like League of Legends. And then you're going to have an MMORPG, which, again, is building anticipation on that one. It's it's already kind of working in the works for them. And, yeah, Riot's just doing a great job with it. Story number two. It's a three-parter talking about PlayStation Nation. A lot of PlayStation news here. Even for a fun one, is PlayStation Nation. So I'll just tie it in there with that. Um, the first part on here is e- or Lane Harris from Games Radar. Oh, wait, nope, I lied. That was the wrong one. This is Tom Warner from The Verge. Sony is testing uh, uh, 1440p resolution support for PS5 console, a highly requested edition. Testers will get the access to new uh, PS5 system software beta today, this was previously, that includes 1440p support, curated game lists for their uh, library, and new social features. The new 1440p uh, video output option will allow PS5 owners to choose a resolution compatible TV uh, on compatible TVs and monitors. If the game support 1440p, the native uh, 1440p output will be supported, but otherwise 4K games will benefit from uh, improved anti-aliasing by super sampling down to the 1440p output. So... A lot of 1440p talk out there, but my question to you is a two-part question. One, what does this mean for you as a gamer there, Nine Ball? And then two, are there any other features that is on the past previous PlayStation consoles that you wish was on the PS5, or that the, you wish that were in general just on the PS5 overall? Oh my God, I'm surprised I didn't even have 1440p. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was just like the standard. They talking about going up to 4K. <clears throat> like PC gamers joked about the PlayStation 5 saying that basically we'd be surprised they even had 1080 60 by now. But um wow, I don't really know what to say. I mean, they should they I'm surprised they didn't have that. I thought they already would have had that a while back. Mm. When I was looking at that, I didn't know what to think. I know they someone they was going into 4K, but how did you skip 1440p? Is it actually native 4K gaming? I thought it would be native, to be honest. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, know, um, I know that was one of the... Because that was a comment that... I was watching one of the streams of Kind of Funny, and, and 
Andy Cortez on their stream had mentioned that. He's like, I wish that because this is when they're talking about the PlayStation Five reveal. He just said um, yeah. he like he loved everything about the PlayStation Five, but one of his things is that he wants that those gamers that want to get have that 1440p era just to kind of so that way whenever because I guess for Twitch streaming that's the highest you can do right now is 1440. Yeah, you can't really get 4K. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's just like 4K would be nice, but right now Twitch is just not at that level, so 1440 is the way to do it. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm surprised they didn't have it. I don't really know what else to ask of them besides more upgradable things. Um, but, of course, that's me. I love upgrading stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how you. I'm. I might have to get like a bigger hard drive, so I need to look into that. How do you? Hopefully, they make that simpler. Well, that as far as getting it, or as far as like installing it, because installing it's install really it. installing it is actually really easy. Like they showed a video of it. You just pop off the cases, plug it in, pop it back on, and you're good. And the the cases were like super easy to pop off. Does it void your warranty? No. It, no, it's it's actually like it's part of the thing. It's one of the things that they actually advertise too. All right. Uh, well, I I got to look into that because I have a few questions. <clears throat> Do they have more than one slot? I don't know that one. I don't know. But I will say one of the things that so it's, for me this doesn't really do a ton because I I play in 4K anyway. Um, I wouldn't mind trying it out on 1440p just to see what the difference is, uh, see if it'll be smoother at all or faster or whatever the case is when it comes on the gameplay. Um, I will say as far as features that I would like to have on the PS5, I still would like to have my this is a personal preference. I would like to have my themes back. I want to get my. I have Final Fantasy. I have quite a few themes that's on my PS4 that I would love to just bring over to my PS5, um, just for an aesthetic purpose. Whenever I go to my dashboard, just have something in the background. I hear that Final Fantasy VII remake music playing with Eris theme song. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I will. I would like to have something along the lines like that back on my PS5. So, uh, and even for when it came down to Dragon Ball Z, like I had, I had quite a few themes. I haven't had a Warframe theme. Maybe three of them, I think. I had so many themes on my PS4 that I would just, again, would love to have on my PS5. Um, a nice little perk out there, too, as well, which uh, Blessing from Kind of Funny had said this before, uh, which I think will be, it's, it's not really a big deal to me, but it would be a nice little feature to add if they did go ahead and have some form of quick resume. Because it looks like that whenever you're doing the switcher. Uh, yeah, which, yeah. Yeah, which is out there. It seems like it's actually kind of heading towards that direction but they just haven't actually done that yet yeah that is a problem uh alt tabbing because to be honest on most games i can on most of my like most things i can you know on my pc i can alt tab over because if i alt tab over on like let's say smite or something on uh monster hunter world to let's say spotify to turn my music on you completely got to log back in well, not for on the PlayStation. You don't have to if it's for music. If it's if, if it's like actual applications, like if I go from a game and I want to go ahead and to go to a movie, then it will it will shut that no one application. It, it does it for game for me, uh, music. If you go to your application and you switch to the Spotify application, 
while you're playing a game. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I that I haven't had that. I haven't had that issue. Like when it comes to music, it allows you to, at least for me, it allows me to do music through. I can't like no. I can't like go out into like the main menu and just click into my Spotify. Interesting. Yeah, I was about to say the only time I've now I've always I've always whenever I'm whenever I have a game that I'm playing I already naturally like when I get out of the game to go and decide something else I'm yeah. naturally going out of the game because I'm done with the game anyway so I will just I will actually like close it the application and then go on over to the other application I want to use or turn off my console um, but. I don't, me personally using a quick resume feature, the only time I see myself doing that is if I'm playing a game, like say if I'm playing Final Fantasy Rebirth when that comes out, playing a game, enjoying my time, having a good time with it, and then you hit me up and be like, hey Flash, you want to jump on some Smite? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Instead of having to save the game and then get out of it and close the application, I can just hit pause, flip on over to the game that you guys are playing, play with you guys for like an hour or so, and then when you guys are done, if I want to keep on playing... I just shut down the application, go back to the game I was playing, and picks up where I left off. That's that's where I would use the most feature of my quick resume. Uh, but to be honest with you, I feel like I'm the one that's usually reaching out anyway <laughs> when it comes down to playing games. So I don't uh, see myself personally using that quick resume feature to that degree. It would just be nice to have. That's kind of yeah. That's, yeah. That's kind of what my thought is about that. Um, but the biggest one that I would really like, um, which I would like to make a reality, is the themes. Bringing back themes from PS4 on over to PS5. And I only say that because I have themes. Like outside of that, if I didn't actually have some themes that I actually did like, I probably wouldn't care because um, the whole aesthetic and the UI of the PS5 looks great already. So, I, so that's fine, but it's just one of those things where it's just like, I had this on the PS4, I would love to have it on the PS5. Part 2. Darren Bontis from GameSpot. Actually, both of these next ones are from Game, Darren Bontis from GameSpot. Is there all three from him? No, the last one from Steven Petit. So Darren Bontis from GameSpot says this about the next part of PlayStation, which is some bad news for anyone that is a Call of Duty fan. Potentially bad news, I should say. Microsoft's plan to acquire Activision Blizzard is currently being scrutinized by by regulatory bodies across the world. And in Brazil, Sony's official response to that uh, government's question has been published. According to those documents, Sony believes that Microsoft owns the Call of Duty franchise as part of the acquisition. It'll have the power to influence user console choices. According to a 2019 study, the importance of Call of Duty to entertainment in general is indescribable. The company said uh, in, the, in a VGC translation, uh, the brand was the only video game IP to break into the top 10, to all top 10, uh, to top all of, to top, right, let me try that again. The brand was the only video game IP to break into the top 10 of all entertainment brands among fans joining powerhouses uh, such as Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings. Call of Duty is so popular that it influences users' choices of console, and its community of loyal uh, users is entrenched enough that it, even if a competitor had the budget to, uh, to develop a similar product, it would never be able to rival. So, it's it's surprising that this is coming out... like. This isn't Sony as a whole. This is Sony in Brazil from what it sounds like. Um, but, I mean, like, this is something that... 
this was the one this was the thing that as a Call of Duty fanboy, like this is something to worry about if you're only playing on PlayStation and then now this happens, this acquisition happens. Uh I don't think that the uh I don't think that the government that's in charge of all that is going to uh stop the acquisition from happening but i would say out of all the acquisitions that has been happening this is probably the one that will leak least like what that will likely be uh rejected unless there's some sort of deal struck to where call of duty can be everywhere um i know that we talked about this again previously and as of right now they uh microsoft had stated that the that they're going to honor the agreement that Activision Blizzard have with Sony beforehand, which is at least the next three Call of Duties are going to be on PlayStation as well. But moving forward, I don't know what that's going to look like. Again, me personally, like Warzone's out there. I haven't bought a Call of Duty game in God knows how long. I think my last Call of Duty game was Black Ops 4, maybe. And I only got, and I literally only got that because of the multiplayer, like the uh, the campaign co-op. Outside of that, I could care less about this, but I can see how a business like Sony would care about something like this. So what are your thoughts, Nightball? I think they summed it up in one category. They have the power to influence console choices, but then again, that is the point of getting stuff like this. Yeah. To be honest, this sounds a lot like salty people. I don't really know what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, When I first read this, when you sent me that, I was just staring at it. I was like, yeah, that's why they bought the thing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, have fighting Microsoft, on, on Xbox or Game Pass. Microsoft is really, to be honest, what they're worried about, they're so backwards in their thinking, it's not even funny. I don't know what Sony, I don't know if this is Sony as a whole or Sony Brazil. It's Sony Brazil. Okay, because this is incredibly backwards. I don't know if they've been paying attention. Microsoft's not selling a console. They're not focused on selling the console. They're not really selling the account. They're selling Game Pass. Yeah. Microsoft has moved beyond the console and it's more or less Sony catching up to Microsoft. Mm. It's sort of interesting when you look at it. It still is Microsoft quote unquote catching up to Sony, but it's Microsoft Microsoft's transact uh, actions lately has been much more consumer friendly, which is what everyone's talking about. And again, the value of Game Pass is what they're pushing. I don't really think Microsoft was ever catching up to Sony. Oh, they most certainly were. They were most certainly. I, they, I don't <laughs> think they were. When you look back, Microsoft has been directing things for a while. That, that's that. This is the whole reason for Game Pass in general. This is the whole reason why they're starting to do all these acquisitions is to catch up. Game Pass really was just finally Microsoft turning and going, oh, we're going to finally stop playing with this and just take this, this serious. This was Phil Spencer. <laughs> this is Phil Spencer this was, no, this, this was Microsoft. No, 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 no. It was money. It, it was, it was, well, Phil Spencer was the leading horse for it. Without Phil Spencer, I guarantee you Game Pass would not be what, what it is right yeah, now. Yeah, but when you look at Microsoft in general, they've always been ahead in the cutting edge. One of the first big ones to really launch the system altogether with a console. with I mean, with a hard drive. When they came in to direct Xbox, or the, well, we called it the Xbox, but it's actually long for the direct Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, was one of the first to launch with a hard drive built into it and did away with memory cards. They oh, also- oh, so, okay, so I, I, I get what you're saying there, and on a 
technological standpoint, they are light years ahead of Sony. I get what you're saying there. They're light years against anybody, honestly, in, in the console space. But as far as like a overall to consumer base, Xbox started taking that lead around the 360 era, and then they took a hard nosedive back on Xbox One. And up until this point, like now it's at that part where Xbox is in that conversation where it's just like, okay, I can either get the more powerful system, Xbox Series X, or I can get the S, which was another... Uh, which was another uh, entry point. That's why they have. That's why they have these options. That's why they, again they have Game Pass. They have different ver- uh, SKUs for uh, Xbox. Like they're doing that so that way they can be relevant inside the conversation. Right now, the biggest focal point for Xbox, like you said it earlier, is Game Pass. That's what they really care about. They don't care where you play that. They just want you to be embedded inside their ecosystem. And they kind of only, I would say they only kind of came up with that strategy as as they were able to do that from where they're at, which was at the time behind Sony. Moving forward, I do really? think that. Go ahead. Microsoft's interesting because how Microsoft moves. Mm-hmm. I watched a whole business thing on him based on Company Man. And I would say that was a good one too because it showed how Microsoft does things. When Microsoft enters into a space, they get super aggressive. Once they turn their guns towards something, they get really aggressive, and they're showing it here Activision because really they're throwing—they're <laughs> really throwing their weight around. And really, it's just something to go. Oh, we don't even want you to think that you have a chance in this, because that amount was just ludicrous. They just threw that out there just to be funny. Um, but. It's more than that. It's how Microsoft moves. And it's sort of interesting with that. Like everybody was saying basically that, you know, they are real far behind Sony. Were they? To be honest, I feel more like they just was setting up a ground to move forward. They were setting up the thing to propel forward. Because Microsoft moves, but when Microsoft moves, it's real quiet. Microsoft so far hasn't done nothing, and that's what worries me about them, because to be honest, they're the most active when they're quiet, because it's more or less they are shooting up, and it's more or less lately especially, like you might even argue that, okay, yeah, that's not good, but to be honest, the way things have been going, it's been looking more like Sony's behind. Farther yeah, behind. Re- re- yeah, I, Real I, I... far behind, because they're trying to buy up business in order to catch up, but it's like Microsoft really has already set the standards. Yeah, no, even I, when I, you look at the PlayStation Premium Premiere um versus Xbox Game Pass and how both of them lately have been going to Steam. Microsoft mm-hmm. went first. And even though their game thing didn't work, they said, okay, they did some tests, that didn't work, they brought it back. They did something else. That didn't work. They put them on Steam. And really, they've been figuring out how to do things totally different. Microsoft, I don't think they had problems. And I feel like for the first time, they're actually bothering. And what uh, they're actually bothering to care. And to be honest, I feel like with a lot of Sony people, especially Sony people I've been seeing online and meeting, it's almost like Sony doesn't know what to do. They're sort of like Intel to AMD. It's almost like for the longest time, Sony really didn't have competition. It was just Sony, Xbox, which Xbox was sort of there. But when you looked at the business perspective, you know how much you know how much Xbox covers in their whole business. 
they're in the other category. They're less than 1%. Mm-hmm. It was just a category with other, and it was just one less than 1%, and Xbox was there. Mm-hmm. They're still over in the 1%. But it's like, um, they finally seen something, and they seen a light, and they've probably been watching that lately video games have been taking off. And they're like, huh. I feel like we got some, oh, I forgot. We have, yeah, Phil's been telling me about that little thing he's got over there. Phil, what is that? Yeah. I, 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 say, Xbox. I will say, <laughs> I will say though, I will say this. Cause like, I, I agree that as of right now on, on a consumer standpoint, yes, Xbox on a consumer standpoint is definitely in the lead right now. If you, if you were to go ahead and compare the two, I honestly don't think that PlayStation is quote unquote far behind Xbox as you would put it. Mainly because of one thing, and it, that is the premium titles that they do have on PlayStation right now. I don't know what that's going to look like in the future, but right now they still really don't have anything to worry about. Even with the little PlayStation Plus tiers that they have, like I w- we were speculating and seeing if that was going to be a Game Pass competitor, if that was going to be the case. But they're really not. They're really not. It's 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 not like they do have some titles, older titles that's coming to it. But it was something that they just kind of combined together with PlayStation Now in general, which I think should have happened a long time ago. Um, and I do think that even like they had the opportunity to, they had the opportunity to really like fully dominate inside the space. When you think about the Vita, when you think even think about PlayStation Home stuff like that, like they had even like no, they enhancing. treated us like trash on the PC on PlayStation Now. Well, well, well that, that's that's what I'm saying is that PlayStation Now in general really should be what Game Pass is. That's really what it should be, and they had a the potential of doing that. They just did not do it. That was the thing. PlayStation is so overly protective, and they're so close to their fans, uh, people. It took them God knows how long. Like when Fortnite wanted to go cross platform. Oh yeah, that, that's that's what pushed it. Was... Xbox was all on that. Yeah, yeah. It and took Play- PlayStation God knows how long. PlayStation, uh, PlayStation Now, you can, I believe it was only, what was it, 720? You can only stream at 720. They wouldn't let you download the games, and they was incredibly closed about everything. Right. And to be honest, they turned off on people, and they wouldn't even put their games on until Microsoft started, and then they seen that they was drawing people. One of the big things about Microsoft, which you mentioned, is basically, and you mentioned it, and this is why Microsoft is probably currently console premieres you have to have a console for a console premiere and we're going to talk about that I believe in one of the stories coming up here yeah Um, yeah. one of the big things about Microsoft and they're really going after them we're not you don't need a console they just released what was you it a smart every, TV yeah you play it anywhere anywhere possible that you can anywhere where Game Pass can live that's where they want you to be at. You can be on your phone. You didn't buy a console. Just be on your phone. You can be on your PC. Yeah. You can be. They're embedding a actual uh, TV, which is the Samsung TV that they mentioned this summer. That you can, that's going to have the Game Pass app on there. So if you have Game Pass, you you have an Xbox pretty much. You can go ahead and go the console route if you wanted to with the Xbox Series S or X. But their biggest focus, as you also mentioned, Game Pass. That is their biggest focus. And, and if you notice, they sneakily took off Microsoft. They took off Microsoft yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, they took because they and that was one of the things. I think that was one of the, the reasons why they're just like you know what, like before it was Xbox Game Pass. 
we don't want it to be Xbox Game Pass anymore because if that's the case, then we're, they're only going to be branded as Xbox. Yeah. They're not going to be. They're going to attribute that to that. Yeah, they're able to. They're able to open way more doors by just calling it Game Pass. Way more doors that way, and that's exactly what's kind of going on right now. And again, on a consumer standard, on a consumer standpoint, Xbox is or Game Pass is absolutely the best deal in gaming. There is no argument about that whatsoever. I when you still look at the libraries of both things, again, like that's why I'm like I don't think that PlayStation is in trouble right now. But when you have your uh, Starfield come out next year, when you have your Redfall come out next year. Future Bethesda titles, future Hellblade Two, Hellblade Two. Like there are there are a couple Xbox exclusive games before all this had happened that were still console moving. It, again, Hellblade. Uh, you still had your uh, Gears of War, you still had your Halo, Forza. You still had a small handful of those. But now with the acquisitions that they currently have, you're going to have future moving power, which I think in the future. Then PlayStation has the potential of being way far behind. But as of right now, I think it's actually pretty evenly balanced. I think over- to be, I'm thinking of something. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm kind of scared if this fails, what happens next? What fails? If this acquisition fails, I feel like Microsoft is already planning ahead for that. I don't. I don't think it's going to fail. I really. I, think I don't it's, think it's I think going, it's going, going to, to fail. Happen. I think it's the one going to go through. That's why Microsoft's not moving. They're just waiting, but I feel like they're lining up some other backup plans because this seems like the Microsoft plan to do. Because even when they bought, everybody was surprised that when they got this acquisition, how nothing leaked. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew what happened. It was just I got was on. I was coming home. You turn on your phone. Microsoft acquires. Activision Blizzard, sixty-seven. What was it like? Six-seven billion dollars. Like sixty-eight billion dollars. Yeah. Sixty-eight billion dollars. And now you just—that's a B, right? Yeah, that's a B. <laughs> not a T, not an M. It's a B, as a boy. boy. And then you're like, oh, they—they finally. And I, it's sort of weird with them because, like people said, for the longest time they didn't have direction. They had innovation. They didn't have direction. But one thing you did say with Phil Spencer, and that is true. Phil Spencer helped turn it around. And I feel like the upper brass finally seen something like this gaming market space here is making a lot of money. Yeah. Especially during COVID. I believe, and I don't quote me on this, but I want to say that they made more money than the movie and music business combined over COVID and stuff. I, yeah, I wouldn't game. be surprised if that's, that's the case. Gaming in general. Like, you saw what yeah. happened with, uh, what's that Nintendo Switch game? Animal Crossing Horizon. Like, that sold a crap load of money during the first year of the pandemic here in the United States. A crap load of money. And then gaming sales just went straight up. They, uh, they had mentioned that gaming sales overall has, has not been as lucrative this year as it was last year. Mainly because we're trying to get back to business like life as normal, but yeah, that that little the pandemic was really eye openers for a lot of corporations. Not only to think different, but also be like, hey, there's money in entertainment. There's definitely money inside this space for sure. So yeah, like I said, I do think that again back to the whole little quote unquote console war thing, which is again, I, I do think that right now all of the like your your three heavy hitters. Are really, uh, I would say two. You wouldn't put Nintendo I don't really, there? I don't really count. Nintendo is just doing their own thing. 
Nintendo they, they is not com- good. I wouldn't call them. A, they're not competing with nobody. Let's be real here. <laughs> Nintendo's never competed with with PlayStation. You say they was competing with Nintendo. No, they wouldn't. I was gonna say I don't think I don't think Nintendo has been doing their own thing for a while, but it's yeah, they still just playing the sandbox about them. After the Wii came out, they just started doing their own thing. They used yeah. to try to compete with like the GameCube and all that, but once the Wii came out, they figured something out. We can sit there and fight between these two, or we can just make our own little thing over here in the corner. Yeah, and that and they that just took some, and that's kind of where I'm, that's kind of where I'm getting at is that right now. Like this is probably the first time, at least in my gaming history, where the three—and I still call them the three big ones—but the three, the three big ones are all doing something entirely different. Like again, you have your Nintendo Switch, which is focused on the family games, of course, but also accessibility, being able to take your Switch, dock it uh, on over to um, to your TV and everything like that. Now they might be in trouble with uh, Steam Deck. Now that now that's on the scene, and that one, a lot of people are. A lot of people are like, Steam Deck is definitely the Switch killer, to be honest with you. Because a lot of the stuff that you can do on the Steam Deck, you just cannot do on the Switch. So I don't- it's, because, it's a lot to do with from what I'm understanding and what I'm seeing lately. It's a lot to do with how Japan in general deals with their intellectual property and deals with a lot of their stuff. They're very close. Nintendo is terrible about their intellectual properties. And they do a lot of, from what I've seen, they did a lot of YouTube takedowns for a while. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Nintendo was terrible about yeah. their stuff. They were so far behind. Like, a lot of the, even Sony knew that Twitch streams and stuff like that would promote their stuff. Mm-hmm. Seeing that, you know, Final Fantasy game on your Twitch stream or catching that Final Fantasy 15 really promotes that game. Wow, that looks amazing. That fight looks... What, what is that game? Yeah. Nintendo was still stuck in the pager <laughs> era. Like, they, they didn't even probably didn't realize what a stream was. Yeah. I mean, uh, even right now, like, they recently, I want to say in the, in the past year and a half, two years, they finally brought Bluetooth on over to oh, the no, Switch. Oh, no, we're not going to talk we're not But you, talk still about can't do, you still can't do party <laughs> chat. Like, it's just, just small stuff like that where it's just like, Get it together, but I, I, me personally, I do think in the next two years, roughly, I think the Steam Deck because Steam Deck has been getting a lot of praise, a lot of praise. And I think the Steam Deck is going to be the one to push people to be like, hey, or push Nintendo to be like, hey, we need you to step it up a little bit. But um, I go back to again saying Game Pass, it, Xbox is doing focus on Game Pass uh, uh, and trying to make sure that that's in the hands of everybody. Um, PlayStation is focused on their quality types games like your 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 Last of Us, your, uh, your uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII series. Your like literally like they're focused on that 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 narrative experience. And then Nintendo is in general is just talking about play anywhere pretty much as well. Family titles, your Pokemon's and stuff like that. So they're all three doing something that's entirely different. And I I think that this is probably the first time unless. Unless there's some like major shifts that's going to be happening, we don't know what the businesses have planned in their ten year plan. We we unfortunately don't. Um, we know what's going to happen in the next year, two years, but we'll just have to kind of wait and see what the future of the, these games are going to be. It's going to be. Very, I'm thinking to be honest, I'm sort of excited because for the longest time, I'm very it's excited. Sort of like well, some of what you're saying when it comes to think about it is true because to be honest, for the longest time, and this was that I was thinking about. It was more or less Sony dominating the market. Nintendo, I mean, Xbox, Xbox. was there 
and then Nintendo's in the Nintendo's in the corner. But it looks like finally, like I was saying, finally Xbox has finally decided to take it seriously and turn the guns in that direction. Mm, yeah. Now we just gotta get those actual games to come out. That's to it's, that degree. They have the name power. They have Bethesda, and they're more than likely going to have Activision. The name is already there in strength. Now they just got to bring those games exclusively to Xbox for them to be like, okay, we got this, we got this, we got this. It's not just Halo. It's not and just it's God. It's more of than Halo just that. Or... And I know everybody's been focusing heavily on Call of Duty. Yeah. But most people don't think of World of Warcraft. Well, yeah, they don't think about it on and the Activision portion of it. They think about it on Blizzard, but. World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft is one of the top MMOs. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's number. If I'm not mistaken, it's still not number one. I believe it's still Final, Final 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 yeah. Fantasy 14. But it's you got that, and plus two, they got the Diablo franchise. Yep. But that, I mean, Which, that's the thing. Bobby T- Kodak was not letting them work on anything else but Call of Duty. So now that they're under more, <clears throat> now that they're uh, potentially going to be under uh, uh, Phil Spencer. Now they're going to be able to possibly work on other stuff and not just be a Call of Duty machine annually or anything like that. It has a lot to do also with uh, how third-party developers work. This is why so many of them are jumping underneath big umbrellas because you're more free to take chances. You don't get punished as hard when you're underneath a third-party developer. Um, when you're just a third-party developer, you only make money solely off your video games. Uh, World Whereas, of Warcraft is the number one. Okay, so it's number one again. Yeah. All right, so it's Final Fan. What's Final Fantasy at? Is it number two still? Oh wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go to active. Oh player no, account. no, 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 no. Let me see. Let me see what this is at. What was this day? This is all right. So the other one was April. It said it was uh, World of Warcraft. This one from PC Gamer uh, from May says it's Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, yeah. So I was seeing that, that on number my two is World of Warcraft. Then it's Guild Wars two. <laughs> Oh, Guild Wars 2 is taking a... Well, I see why. Because Guild Wars 2 is about to show up on Steam. Yeah, Guild Wars 2 is number 3, and then Lost Ark is number 4. Elder Scrolls Online is number 5. Yeah, but um, they're going to have a lot of games underneath the umbrella. I don't feel like... Well, me personally, I don't think this means the end of Sony or anything, so don't get that wrong. I'm not saying Sony's all of a sudden going to just drown. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sony's got it. <laughs> Sony's got a pretty strong library on it, so don't get me wrong. They got a very strong library. I feel like they're gonna have to competition, and this is why I'm very excited about this. It's very healthy, and usually in competition, only the consumer wins. Yeah, because it's going to force Sony out of some bad practices and get them to start moving progressively forward. Just like talking about the Steam Deck and Switch, this will stop Nintendo and maybe they'll finally get DSL installed into their buildings (laughs) and stop playing and actually get the people actual phones and get rid of the dial-ups and the rotary phones. Get the the messenger pigeon. (laughs) They probably still got a pay phone outside. Probably do. Um... Yeah, one thing I will definitely say before we... Well, actually, we're going to go over to the next one. Um, but I will say this. if Again, if there's a if Xbox acquires Square Enix, if they acquire Square Enix, 
uh, that's going to that's more than likely going to be my primary place to play games. They're not going to acquire Square Enix. I have a feeling that's more than likely it's going to be PlayStation. Yeah, that that's the way that they that's the way that Xbox would a thousand percent get me. Again, I have Game Pass already. I have a Nintendo Switch. I have a PlayStation Five. All that good stuff. But that's the number one way to make me regular on Xbox versus PlayStation is if you acquire Square Enix and the Final Fantasy titles are going to be on Xbox Game Pass or Xbox only. That that's you you have me. Big get off Square Square Enix. Release Parasite Eve. There you go. You heard it from the guy that actually, the yeah. actual guy that made um, Final Fantasy VII had an interest in Parasite Eve, that made the remake. Uh, Yoshida or Nomura? Um, who did the? I can't remember the guy that just remade the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, well, yeah, because there's two of them technically. So there's Nomura, which I think was the head guy that was of it. I think it's him. Um. Because I read something about that, and he did show interest to it. Right, let's see. All right. Um, but yeah, yeah, Nomura's one, and then the other one, I think, is Yoshida. Who made Final Fantasy VII Remake? So it's going to say Square Enix, I know. Square Enix. Blah, blah, blah. Tetsuya Nomura. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Tetsu Nomura, but they're only showing one guy. So uh, Tetsu Nomura was the director. So he was he was the one that, yeah. Oh, it was one of my favorites. I loved um, Parasite Eve. It just did never landed. There you it go. was a, yeah. So what did land though <laughs> is news about. Uh, where you guys can get yourself a, or not where you can, but updates about uh, the next PlayStation Five coming out since its first launch in late 2020. 20 uh, PS Five consoles have been challenging to purchase due to ongoing stock constraints. To prevent these issues from uh, during the upcoming holiday season, like we saw last year, Sony will be increasing production. Quote, we intend to take action to increase user engagement in the second half of the fiscal year, during which majority uh, major, major titles, including first-party software, are scheduled to be released, primarily by increasing supply of PS5 hardware and promoting the new PlayStation Plus service. End quote. Sony said there in his uh, latest earnings result. The company plans to reach its sales forecast of 18 million units sold during the financial year, and with supply chain issues being uh, to improve and the PS5 not instantly going out of stock every, uh, whenever it shows up online, Sony believes this goal uh, is within its reach. The issues alongside other factors have seen the PS5 struggle to meet sales records of the PS4, but it has managed to sell a respectable 21.7 million units since its launch. Until more units are available uh, available more readily, you can keep track of the restocks with GameSpot's uh, PS5 tracker page to see when shops near you have uh, you have a fresh supplies. Now's a great time to grab PS5, and the, as the overhauled PS Plus uh, has a great selection of games to play, and folders are finally on the way, so you can organize uh, those titles neatly. So there you go. For, uh, for anyone that's trying to get a PS5, make sure you guys are... St- staying up to date on your GameSpot uh, game apps, all that good stuff. I have a way of being able to 
do it more successfully as fine as, as I've been able to find. Not a scalper, full disclaimer. Yeah, yeah, not not a hacker uh, or a, not a scalper. But if you guys yeah. are interested in that, just make sure you guys are messaging us. Uh, or you guys can inbox me if you guys have my Instagram or Facebook or anything like that directly. And then I do want to close out with a fun one here, um, which is just a little PlayStation Plus update for you guys. Stephen Petit from GameSpot says this in the article. The first Tuesday of the month is here, and that means it's time for PlayStation Plus members to claim this month's lineup of free games. PlayStation Plus August includes Yakuza Like a Dragon on PS4 PS5, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 on PS4 and PS5, and Little Nightmares on PS4. Ooh, you gotta play that. Little nightmares. <laughs> Trying to scare me. This is undoubtedly one of the best PlayStation Plus lineups of the year. Plus, uh, PS5 owners can play enhanced versions of Tony Hawk Pro Skater and Yakuza. All three games are free for subscribers until September 6th. So if you guys are interested in the uh, uh, PlayStation Plus right there, you guys want to make sure you guys add it to your library before that. Um, there are... Uh, it should be, if I'm not mistaken... It should be the 16th, I believe. It is the 16th or the 19th. The 19th is a Friday. But one of these days, we're going to get updated. Uh, I think it's the third week, so I think it's the 16th. We should be getting updated uh, 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 library for um, PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium. So all of the Yakuza f- uh, franchise is going to be on Plus for anyone that is curious about that. Um, so it's not just like a dragon that's available for everyone right now. If you do upgrade to extra or premium, by the time that the plus uh, calendar releases, the, the extra or premium plus uh, releases, that will be av- uh, that should be available for you for Yakuza 0, 1, 2, 3, whatever. Uh, pretty much all the Yakuza's, if I'm not mistaken, all of the Yakuza's are going to be there. So there you have it. And there's also another title that was up there too, which I can't remember. I actually never jumped inside the Yakuza games. Um, so this will be kind of a... I'm 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 gonna be I'm gonna be a pest I'm gonna be funny. What's up? Oh, I was just checking the games for gold. What's the games for gold? Oh, <clears throat> you've heard of one? Okay. Um, so we've got Calco, which is available August first through thirty first. Okay. Gorge Bringer, it's like a heavy metal band. <laughs> okay. Uh, August sixteenth through September fifteenth, Saints Row two, okay. August first through the fifteenth, and Monaco. What's yours is mine. Interesting. If August sixteenth through the thirty first. I don't even know why they do it. If I didn't already have Saints Row uh, two on PlayStation, I, I definitely would have picked it up and added it there and play it there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, for y'all that want to know, that that's. That's your games. That's your games for gold. For uh, for anyone that's listening, just go to Game Pass. There's like like they're obviously yeah. not putting a ton of thought inside games for gold anymore. So just yeah, go to Game it, Pass. it's it's not it's not. Yeah. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our Alt Things Gaming episode twenty nine, season two for August second of twenty twenty two. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Um, this Thursday, there is no SIN segment. Just putting that out there. There is no SIN segment, uh, uh, as I will actually be on vacation. Um, and then next Tuesday, it's debatable right now if we're going to have a uh, Alt Things Gaming, so stay tuned for that. Um, just be, be on the lookout on our social media platforms, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Just type in ALWZ Game at checkout. 
I check out. Just type in LWZ Gaming. You guys can follow us there. Um, likely, likely our 9 to 5 for August is going to be September, I mean, uh, August 27th. That will be the likely uh, weekend. So just be on the lookout for that. Just for a heads up, mark your calendar, whatever you got to do. Um, but that is still technically TBD. So just want to throw that out there for anyone that's watching right now or listening on podcasts on the web. Until next time, everybody, I am Malachi36, a.k.a. Flash. This is it's the Nine Ball, a.k.a. Corner Pocket. Till next time, everyone, Control-Alt. Delete. You said delete? <laughs> I mean, complete. God, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. See ya. <laughs>